I'm taking the shortcut. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, Living Word. All right, y'all kind of live and waking up and stuff. I'm still trying to wake up. It's, uh, I'm not an early morning person, but it's truly good to be in the house of the Lord. You guys, what? you know what? You look so beautiful. You, you just look so good. Guys, you look handsome. I can say that to a man. You know, uh, it, it, you know God, it, when God wakes us up in the morning and starts out there, y'all know God do wakes us up, not your alarm clock. That is not what's waking you up. It is the Lord that is waking you up. He's breathing the breath of life, rebreathing the breath of life into you, getting you started on your way. And when you get up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is look outside and say, thank you, Lord. Uh, you can look in the house that you're in and say, thank you, Lord. You can look at the people that are around you and say, thank you, Lord. See, when you wake up in the morning, it's a good thing because everything that happened yesterday is gone. Your best days lies before you. Did y'all know that? When you think about God. So this morning, I get the opportunity to do another announcement. And the announcement is men's retreat. On Men, put it in your calendar. May 13th, we're going to have a men's retreat in Warm Beach. And let's pray that it's warm. So we're going to be there on the 13th. We're going to go down Friday, and we're going to go be uh, there till Saturday uh, afternoon around 2. But I want to encourage you to sign up. Now, why I said that? Because men's retreat is, is just like with the kids. It brings a change when men get together in the name of the Lord. It brings strength. And every men's retreat I've been through in the last couple of years, it wasn't just a one and done. What I found out is that while we're there, something happens on the inside that begins to work on the outside. And so I want to encourage you to sign up. Don't let the sign-up money be a distraction because for, to overnight stay, three meals, $75, that's, that's a dime in a bucket. And so don't allow that to stop you. Too often we let economics economic stop us from doing something that we need to do, and we spend a lot of money on stuff that we don't, want, don't need to do. Like, uh, but what I look at this is like a good meal. You ever been to a nice restaurant, and you know you're going to pay $125 a plate? So, <laughs> Amy said, nope. <laughs> When you get ready, when you walk in the restaurant, you expect a good meal. And because of when you go to this here, you give up the money because you know it's going to be a good meal. So allow yourself to come on out. And ladies, whether you have a man in your house, you know a man anywhere, push him on out because y'all get rid of us for one day. <laughs> one day you get rid of us for one day. My wife is just probably going on that. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> just let him go for one day, Lord. Uh, but I just want to thank y'all for just, uh, just signing up already. I know some of y'all are saying, I'm going to go sign up. So sign up for Men's Retreat. Put it in your calendar, May 13th through the 14th. We're going to be there for a little while. Having said that, now it's time for the Word of God. Amen. I love about the Word of God. First, giving honor to God and then to my beloved, lovely wife of 42 years who has stood by my side and has been an anchor in my life. And that anchor in my life has been so good. So I thank God for sending her to me and allowing me to be the man that I need to be and her molding me. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm, I hate to tell y'all that, but women are designed to mold us a little bit. Oh, y'all, y'all got kind of quiet. Guys, come on. 
They're, not, they're, they're there to be our, not our helpmate, but to be there, our partner in this life and to mold us. And, and she has done an excellent job on me, and I thank God for that. Today, we're going to talk about a subject called finish. Uh, I mean, not finish, but finish is being our, our sermon series. We're going to talk about foundation. <laughs> Pastor did such an awesome job talking about finished last week, you know, just showing the process of Moses going through different miracles after miracle. And, you know, God does miracles in our life every day, just like this morning. He woke us up this morning, and it was a miracle. And so he told us that process, God did this, God did this, God did this. How many of y'all watched the Ten Commandments yesterday? Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't y'all know that it is a requirement during Easter season that you watch the Ten Commandments? I've been doing that ever since I was two years old. And, you know, and that's when they used to have part one and part two. You had to watch one part one day and another part the next day. Now you can sit there for five hours. <laughs> so we look at this whole uh, series here, how God did miracle after miracle after miracle. But, you know, we found that even in that, when things were finished, we as the people of God, we have a hard time accepting the process. God will finish one thing in our life, and we'll basically feel like we, we, we're done with it that day, and we'll pick it right back up. If it's finished, it's finished. But today, we're going to help you with the foundation of that finish. Can I do that for you today? And it's, so, but I want to share some with, another story with you. Um, it's a story when I was a child. And it's, uh, you see that little cute little boy up there? Ooh, man, don't I look good? Mm. <laughs> so, I don't know about y'all, but back home, uh, back in the days from Birmingham, Alabama, we had to prepare to get ready for Easter. And when we got ready for Easter, this is my Easter outfit. I think my mom was dreaming of Hawaii. <laughs> and it was a long way from, Al I'm from L.A., y'all, lower Alabama. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> But if you notice something about this picture, I'm looking over to the side there, right? And I'm looking to the side, and um, the guy said, hey, he wanted to retake the picture. And my mom said, oh, no, 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 no. He needs to pay attention. So this is where my picture went into the little book and everything else, because I was so focused in on the donuts and the, uh, the cinnamon rolls on the other side, I was worried, because you know, the, at, back home, the kitchen is right downstairs where you're taking these pictures at, and they are baking them cinnamon rolls, and you're just smelling them. So I was so focused on that, that I looked away, and my mom allowed my picture to be like that, <laughs> until this day. But the thing about that, my mom was setting a presence and a foundation in my life. Pay attention, son. Pay attention. God is everywhere. God is always there. Pay attention to where he's got you going and where you need to go. Now, something else happened on this particular day, too. I was horrified. How many of y'all used to do Easter speeches back in the day? Anybody here? Oh, I really got to educate you guys. <laughs> well, down south. <laughs> Uh, I love you too, sis. <laughs> Down south in the good old Southern Baptist Church on Palm Sunday, you got your Easter speech. Now, I don't know whether my mom wanted me to be some type of literary or 
some type of big speaker or what. I don't know what she thought I was going to be. But when the speech, show me that. My mom, show me that other one, that first one, the other one. Most kids got a speech like this. He is risen. He is not, he is not here. He has risen just as he said, Matthew 28. Easy done. Easy piece. How many can remember that right now? My mom didn't do that. This is, give me that other one. That's what my mom would give me. <laughs> I would look at that speech, and as a child, I cried out for Jesus. <laughs> and I prayed hard, Lord, give me a memory to memorize that speech. And so, you can go ahead and take it down. But I told you today we we're going to talk about foundation. And I, I, I believe that the foundation was to realize that this battle, it, it, it requires endurance. She wanted to let me know that it's not going to be short term, but it's going to be a long term thing when you walk with God. Amen. And he let, she let me know that when you trust him, when you think you can do it, God can do it in you. And even as a little child who could barely remember how to spell his name, I was able to read a speech like that. Wow. And I'm talking about from memory. Wow. And every, every year, so it got, as I got older, I got more confidence in it. Not boastful with it, but confident because what had happened, a foundation of the Spirit of God had been placed into me that don't rely on you, but rely on the Holy Spirit in you. You, you, see, this is how she operated. And so, so the day is being Palm Sunday. It, it amazed me that as they prepare the streets with palms, preparing for the king to come. Now, in our mindset, we realize that this is our Lord and glory. If we realize that this is the almighty, then we should lay down the red carpet. In our mindset, we will prepare for him to come in on what? A motorcade. But he said, I'm going to do it a little bit different. So in this, Jesus prepared to come in with a spirit of humility. He came in on a donkey. And then when he rolled in the donkey, can you imagine the donkey say, here's Jesus. <laughs> so he came in with this, with this spirit of humility because he had to be humble. I recall when I read this first time, I read it over and over and over again many years ago, and I realized that my God, my Savior, my Lord of Lords, who, give, who gave his life for me, came in with a spirit of humility. I realized that I need to become a humble person. Because, you know, even I look at Christmas. Christmas is great. Don't get me wrong. But this is something that was basically going to happen for you and I above measure. This is the part where when we said God gave his only begotten son, Jesus was coming to his own death, yet he was able to be humble about it. And he was also able to love those who is unlovable. I don't know about you, but boy, if you met me when I was about 15 years old, you said, oh boy, that boy is unlovable. So he, when Jesus came in with that spirit of humility, he came in with a spirit of love. He also had a spirit of sacrifice. If I asked you to get up right now and that you were going to walk out that door and everybody and come back in and everybody applaud you because we're getting ready to sacrifice you, would you be willing to do it? 
if I ask you right now, if you're able to give up your life for your brother, and everybody in here be able to witness that, would you be able to do it? See, he knew what was going to happen. It's a difference between going somewhere, basically uh, not knowing what's going to happen to you, but he knew what was going to happen to him. Amen? Amen. Amen? He became in to set the foundation. He was setting a foundation for you to get beyond your situation. He was setting a foundation for you to realize that God is with you always, no matter you in your highs or your lows. He began to set a foundation for you to allow you to move past yesterday. Tear off the anchor of yesterday. Break the chain. Because Jesus has already set the foundation. Last week when Pastor said it was finished, we got to realize when it is finished, then start rebuilding what God has already done. If it's finished, let it be finished. When they build a house, they have to set the foundation. I've never seen a house built on the foundation unless it's a tent without a foundation. When they set the foundation and it's finished, it's finished. Now they can build a house. The house can be blown down or torn down or whatever, but the foundation will not remove. Allow yourself to let God be the foundation. Amen? I'm a Baptist preacher, so that's the introduction. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let's continue on with the word of God. Let's go into this. Father, we ask you to bless this word, Father, that we brought to receive before you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your people. And Father, we just thank you for the joy of the Lord that we share. And Lord God, just Father, let the anointing flow through this word as we continue on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you turn your Bibles your phones, your tablets, uh, whatever you got, your listening device, or whatever the case we got, to John 12, 12, and we're going to read John 12, 12 through 19. And as we go in this, remember, when you focus on God's word, remember, your days ahead are better than your days behind you. Amen? Amen? God has set the foundation for your life. John 12 reads, The next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now, I want you to... The crowd had no concept other than he had did a lot of great things. The crowd had no concept that what Jesus was preparing to do to give his life and also seek forgiveness of them. The crowd began to gather because y'all know how a crowd is. Y'all been to a concert? But we don't realize the sacrifice that the individual will make when they come to the concert. 
the time they give up. We don't realize that all we want to do is hear the sweet sound of the music. But the crowd begin to crowd, Hosanna, Hosanna on the highest. But what they did not realize that this man, our Lord and Savior, was coming to give up his life for them. They did not realize that our Lord and Savior was coming to lay down his life for you and I. How many of you have planted that in your heart that Jesus is laying down his life? When I look at the scripture, I believe it. Blessed is he who come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a donkey. I still can't get over this donkey thing. <laughs> but then when I looked at it, I realized that the donkey was to show a strong, as I said earlier, strong spirit of humility. It laid a foundation that we all need to look at right now. How humble are we when we see our neighbor? I found out about myself how humble I am. My neighbor bought a big old white hearse and parked it on the middle of the street by his house. Now, I had a choice. Accept what he bought or go flatten the tires. <laughs> it is the most distractive thing there is. I don't know whether it's because it's a hearse or whether it's just white, rusty, uh, uh, and just basically just, just something that don't need to be on the street. But you know what? I realized that in that conversation that I had to be brought to a spirit of humility because I'm sitting here looking at what my neighbor has done, but I haven't really built a, a good relationship with my new neighbor. I haven't shown a spirit of love, yet in my mind, I'm showing a spirit of criticism. I haven't uh, extended the right hand of fellowship, are you with me? While I'm still trying to judge what they're doing. I haven't went over and gave them milk and cookies but yet I'm ready to pour hot sauce on their life. You, you, we got to realize that when we step in something, Jesus came to people who talked about him, who didn't trust him, that when they, they only trust him when they seen him do something good. As you've seen last week, Pastor shows the whole illustration. They trust him when things was going good, but as soon as things changed the next day, they went back the same way. As soon as God delivered us out of some of our situations, what happened we do? We go back the same way. But when God finished what we've been through, let it be finished. For the foundation of your conquest has been set in the word of God. I say again, the foundation of your conquest has been set in the word of God. When God has done it and said it's done, it's done. It may not look like it to you. But it tells us in the word, don't look, our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. God will complete the mission. Amen? amen. Oh, y'all don't have to get too quiet on me now. You know, more amens you said, the faster I go. Amen? Oh, man, amen, amen. <laughs> amen. Am I that boy? <laughs> now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed these, this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. 
Look how the whole world has gone after him. When you read this here, you realize that Jesus has such awesome power. You know, when Jesus went to Lazarus' tomb and raised him from the dead, he called Lazarus by name because had he not called Lazarus by name, everything in that cemetery would have got up. <laughs> but when we look at this whole thing, that the Pharisees, I want to go back to the Pharisees, they are unhumble. Why are they unhumble? Because just like some of us, we don't like it when somebody can talk better than we can. We don't like it when somebody else seems to know more than we do. We don't like it when the people pretend to pay more attention to someone that has just came on the scene while we've been on the scene. Oh, I'm just talking to me. Y'all don't get jealous. <laughs> Y'all love it. So we don't like that. And at the same, we don't like it when it seems like this person has a power that we can't understand because he had the Holy Ghost power, he had a directional power, and he had a power to basically set the foundation in every individual's life to strengthen them and to guide them. Amen. I love his power. I love what God can do for us. I can remind myself that when walking with Christ, that every step I take, I can say, Jesus is with me. When my enemy comes behind to persecute me, I know he has already set the foundation of where I'm going. Do you not know that God already knows what you're going to do when you leave this place? And if you trust him, he can set the foundation to make out a, a bad situation into a good situation. Don't y'all love the Lord God like that? If y'all love the Lord like that, give him a hand praise. I like a God that can change my life because I can't do it. I already tried so many times and I stumble and fall. But when he put his word in me, he began to change me. He began to mold me. See, I love that stuff. And now, the reason he had a purpose, what it was his purpose? Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, and even though they die. You know, what's dying? Attitude is dying. My nastiness is dying. My bitterness is dying. My judgment is dying. My envy is dying. All the things that God has is dying. Let it be dead. Don't bring it back up. Bury that stuff. Amen? Amen. Stick it in. Turn to your neighbor and say, bury it. Bury it. Because we... <laughs> somebody looked at somebody and said, I want to bury you, but that's all right. <laughs> But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> when we look at the whole thing, as God walks with us, he builds us up and he lifts us up. And when he tells us it's done through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ came into a, uh, to, uh, a Jerusalem on a donkey with the spirit of humility, he was allowing himself to be prepared to become a living sacrifice. And that sacrifice is for the same things that we carry today. And we need to break the chains and let his sacrifice stop taking them to the cross. One of the things I don't like about life sometimes when I find myself taking Jesus back to the cross. So we got it. His purpose. His foundation. Our status. Anybody want to know our status? Jesus 
I, I think about the fact that no matter how many mistakes I've made in life, no matter how many times I've turned away from him when he tried to guide me, no matter how many times that he's held on to me, my status with him never changed. Do you know, I don't know what you've done. I don't know where you've been, and I have no idea where you're going. But with Christ, your status never changed. Can I get an amen? amen? If you gave your life to Christ, you're his child. If you laid down your life and began to trust him, he's walking with you. Because your status never changed. God loves a person who loves him back. In John 14, this is how I know. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Because he loves you, he's going before you to prepare a place for you. Because he's loved you, he's building a mansion for you. How many of y'all ready to go to the Holy Ghost mansion? Yes, sir. Somebody said unto him, can I go after Easter? But look, he's going to prepare a place for you. That's love. He's building a house. Guess what, y'all? It's mortgage-free. Because guess what? Jesus has already paid the price. Can I get an amen? amen? Where he goes, he is already showing you in the process of your foundation of your spiritual life that I have went and prepared a place for you. If it was not so, I would have not told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. My Lord, I love how God operates in the spirit of, of love, just telling you that I want to take it. How many of you want to go on a trip? If I told you right now, everybody get a trip free to Paris. Y'all ready to go? If I told you right now, everybody get a trip free to Australia, wherever you want to go, it's all free. Free events. First class. Y'all ready to go? Okay. If you're ready to go on that trip, look at this great trip that Jesus has prepared for you. They tell me when you go on this trip, you get there, the streets are paved with gold. They tell me on this trip, trip, there's no more crying. There's all joy. There's no more weeping. See, it's all joy. There's no more pain. It's all joy. When you go to this place, guess what? You get to ride on a good old donkey. <laughs> and when you ride on this donkey, you let down all the goodness of God and the spirit of humility begin to touch you and you'll be able to move. And you'll be like Jeremiah. It says like fire, shut up my bones because Jesus is with you. When you look at this whole thing, he said, Jesus said that what? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we uh, know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. You have to trust him. Believe in him. 
Allow him to guide you through every situation and every given step of your life. See, Palm Sunday is not just the beginning. It was the foundation that set before Jesus Christ prepared to go to the cross. It was the foundation that was set by the people when they cried Hosanna, did not realize that this was their living sacrifice. It was prepared for the day for each and every one of us. See, we come in looking for a red carpet. But guess what? Jesus is going to prepare the red carpet for each and every one of you. If you trust him. I know God is constantly with us. I know God walks with us each and every day. So I just want you to believe in this. And before I close, I want to share one more thing with you. Come on up, worship team. Oh, hallelujah. God is so good. I looked at the word finish. When I began, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I go all the way back to that young picture. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I had to become not just a man, but a man of God. I had to do things different. How many of you realize you got to do things different? So I want you to basically break the chains that God has brought before you. Realize that God here is to encourage you, that the Spirit of the Lord wants to guide you, that the Spirit of the Lord wants to build you, that the Spirit of God wants to basically be there for you in every given situation because the love of God is always moving. So guess what, people? When you're feeling down, get on your donkey. When you feel like you can't go any further, get on your donkey. When you're feeling sad, get on your donkey. When you feel like you cannot basically deal with an individual, get on your donkey. And allow the Spirit of God to build the foundation in you and make living water flow through your body that you're able to do whatever you think you can do because we serve a mighty God that is here for us and build us up each and every day. If you believe that, wave your hand. You know, as we talk about this and we go before it and someone in here today may have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Someone here today may not accept it, Christ to walk them through the spirit of life. Someone here today may say, I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to do it better. I want to do it stronger. I want to do it wiser. I don't want to trust my thinking anymore, but I want to trust his thinking. Amen? Amen. I don't want to do it my way, but I want to do it God's way. I don't want to go my way, but I want to go his way. Because when you go God's way, he goes before you to prepare a place for you.